Vitriolic sphere is a fear so near. It's Rhyme and Reason 814. Hey there, Tony here. You know what? It's a weird and wicked world, and all the worldly dots are connected. And I arrived at that thought, connecting some dots online, one leap from one dot to another, led me to discover what a vitriolic sphere is. Have you ever heard of a vitriolic sphere? Yeah, they're real. And um, But here's a description I found. You point at a place within range, and a glowing one-foot ball of emerald acid streaks there and explodes in a 20-foot radius. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity-saving throw. On a failed save... A creature takes 10d4 acid damage and 5d4 acid damage at the end of its next turn. On a successful save, a creature takes half the initial damage and no damage at the end of its next turn. At higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of 5th level or higher, the initial damage increases by 2d4 for each slot level above 4th. That... One foot ball of emerald acid is known as a vitriolic sphere. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, now if you're not a gamer, maybe that description sounds almost like a foreign language. It does to me. I'd actually consider that a type of blessing because it means you haven't fallen into that pitiful pit of that gaming realm there. And I say that because of the different definitions of vitriolic. The online Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines vitriolic as one, bitterly harsh or caustic language or criticism, and two, a sulfate of any various metals such as copper, iron, or zinc, especially a glassy hydrate of such a sulfate. Okay, there we have the scientific and definitive definition of um, a vitriolic sphere. And I'm sure the gamers would prefer to focus on that second definition, but ultimately it's just a dot connected to the first definition because you certainly wouldn't explode a ball of emerald acid on someone as an act of love, right? No, I mean, my guess is, and I use that term lightly, is that hate would be the motivator. But here's the Tony take on it. Hate is a vitriolic sphere. Because when you throw it out there, it will circle back to you, cause and effect. But in the case of hate, the effect is not less than the cause. And you can see the effects all around this vitriolic sphere known as Earth. You can see the effects of it all around. Hatred. I mean, it's literally tangible. Not the force of it, but the effect. Many American city streets are filled with zombified human beings, if you want to call them that. They still somewhat uh, resemble that. Uh, what some would call the dregs of society, what, you know, walking around in drug-induced stupors or alcohol, wreaking havoc on themselves and those around them. I've seen them. I've seen them personally, and I've noticed how there's only darkness behind their eyes. They look vacant have you ever heard that, that expression of vacant stare? I've seen these people on the streets in Colorado Springs, in Colorado. And you can see them in 
pretty much every major city in America. But uh, you know what's good for that kind of darkness behind the eyes? Well, if you guessed sunlight, you can get on up here to the head of the class because you are tip-top on top of it. But here's what's even better than sunlight, and that's the sun's light. The sun. The sun's light. I could put it that way. That would be the difference between S-U-N light and S-O-N light. And I'm going to share a a song that I recorded a long time ago in one of those motel sessions I've mentioned before, a motel session recording of a song called Give Me the Light. This is uh, uh, a song that I wrote while I was on the road way back in the 80s, and this would be, with it, with all of its flaws and everything, the first demo version. Uh, my brother was actually playing guitar, and um, we were just trying it out, trying this song out with drum machines and guitar and vocals and my vocal anyway and uh, anyway here it is give me the light and i'll be right back when the light shines and it's coming from above i can't ignore it because i know deep down it's love and it shows me that the time is
Like I said, there it is with all of its flaws, a demo version. We were just going through it basically for one of the first times, and we recorded that song in a motel room. So, hey, you know, it's a, it's a demo. What can I say? But it was, at that time, written as uh, basically kind of a regular, typical love song. And I've since revamped lyrics, and I'm going to revamp, hopefully, Lord Willing and the Creek Don't Rise, going to revamp um, with different lyrics and turn that into something that would be more apropos for where I am in this life now. Okay, that does it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason. I hope you enjoyed your sphere, the uh, vitriolic sphere, and I hope you leave with uh, a whole lot less vitriol in your in your mind and body than when you started. Hopefully it's not more because of listening to me ramble on about it. Um, as always, remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Give your time and season to the one who